0: I had Jesus out shoveling the snow this with me, with me this morning. It was great. Wasn't it great this morning? I I was sharing with our brother earlier. I, I was got to play in the snow with God this morning. <laughs> yeah. I hope you see it that way. You know, He was up all night, right? God was up all night. You know, He was up all night, right? You know, Jesus in the room too, right? You got a chapter and verse. You don't have a chapter and verse? You know what the Bible says? Uh, Matthew 18, 20. Okay. Where two or three are gathered together in His name, He's what? How does He do that? Man, I don't know how He does that. Isn't that so cool? That is great. (laughs) He's in the room. Did you know He's in the room? You certainly don't look like... Yeah, he's in the room, okay. Yay, we come to worship and adore the Lord, right? And he's in the room. Yay, kind of like, yeah. Y'all do know that, right? John fourteen twenty three. what did Jesus say? You say, I have no clue. Well, you need to turn the TV off. Uh, if you don't know what he said, uh, you need to look it up. You know, I, I was in church recently and they, <laughs> they, they thought about breaking my legs. <laughs> breaking my legs. Come on. You're going to break my legs. Would you consider breaking my legs? I'm just saying I love you. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we're in a mess here today. Folks, I didn't get what most of, a lot of people got raised in a Christian home. I, I was not raised in a Christian home. I was raised in a home that knew not God nor the Bible. I lived my life not seeking God. There was no desire to know Him. Some of you folks have been raised in a Christian home. You've known Christ from a child. Something's not right. Something happened. I don't know what it is, but is He real to you? Do you know Him? Most of God's people don't know the Lord. I mean, they experience this new birth; they get saved, born again, and they're grateful for the new birth. They uh, they appreciate what Christ did, but when it comes to walking with God and living for Christ and pursuing the will of God, they kind of somewhere it's went, something went wrong. Uh, have you noticed that? Have you surely this? You, you've noticed this, right? Something's not right. How hey, you ought to travel with me. I said, I am so thankful, God, that I was not raised in the average Christian home in the 21st century. I have so much I don't have to unlearn. I don't have to learn, unlearn some things. John 14, 23. What did Jesus say? Folks, it's important. We can lie one to another, right? The Bible says, lie not one to another brethren. So it is possible for us to lie to each other, but it is impossible for God to lie. So it's so important we find out what Jesus says. He's the one. John 14, 23, Jesus said, if you love me, if you love me, you will keep my words, words, you will keep my words. It's in the book. You need to, so tell me something that Christ said. You know, that, Gives people very uncomfortable, <laughs> you know. I don't know. And you've been saved how long? How long have you been saved? You've experienced a new birth? Folks, I come from zero. <laughs> I can't even pronounce the word therefore. Yeah. Third grade English at 35 years old. That's right. You should know better why no one ever taught me. I was never taught. I didn't learn to read and think at the same time until I was 35 years old. They gave me a comprehension test, and it wasn't measurable. Well, that makes sense. Well, you should know better. No one ever taught me. Maybe you just did not know this stuff I'm sharing with you today. Maybe you just did not know. That's okay. But don't take a decade to get it. You don't have a decade to get in. John 14, 23, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my words. John 14, 24, Jesus also goes on to say, He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. So from my perspective, you can say, Wow, you don't know what He said. Matthew 28, 18-20, And Jesus came and spake them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you. Tell me one thing Christ commanded you to do, and you're doing it. You should know. There is so much you're not ready for yet. <laughs> Mark 16, 15, Jesus said, Go ye all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. You know, there's a lot. And I'm just so surprised that we're caught up in so Philippians 4:8. And I had a pastor recently. You want my people to know Philippians 4:8? How long you've been saved. <laughs> You should know Philippians 4.8. If you've been saved for any length of time, period of time, it is so important. See, the problem with God's people, they're not in this book. They're in every other book on the planet. And if Satan, your adversary, can get you in any other book on the planet, you won't be in this book. And this is the book. You've got to spend quality time in this book and feed the new nature you received 35 years ago, when you received the Lord. <laughs> so that means you're going to have to make some decisions. This is not our home. When you receive the Lord, you have a new master now. Jesus said, you call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. When you receive the Lord, it became His right, by virtue of His redemption, to be Lord of your life. Period. <laughs> It's not up for grabs. You see, uh, things are, I'm looking I'm thinking, wow, I don't want what most of God's people have. Do you know him? Do you walk with God? Do you talk to God? Do you fellowship with Jesus Christ and have the Son of God talk back to you through this book? And have your heart burn within as He reveals Himself to you. He manifests Himself to you. You know what He says, John 14, 21? Oh, it just hit me so. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him. God said, Norman, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to manifest myself to you, I can't get rid of him. His presence is real. He's in the room. He's in Walmart. He's in Walmart, Kmart. Josh, one then have not I commanded to be strong and get the courage be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for I am with thee, whithersoever thou goest. <laughs> Okay, that's the doctor's office, right? <laughs> Hebrews 13:5 Jesus says, do you see the problem with the church today? God's people? I'm just saying, tell me something you're fully pers- tell me something you're fully persuaded that Christ meant. Just one thing, one thing you're fully pers- so, tell me something you're doing. <laughs> What are you teaching others? Teaching them to observe whatever, whatsoever I have commanded you. And now we're talking about your adversary. (laughs) Now we, you're going to have to get in the book. Philippians 4.8, Finally, brethren, what sort of things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, what sort of things are a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise? My people, the children of God, ought to think on these kinds of things, period. It's not up for grabs at this point. It's not up for grabs. Question. And so First Peter 5.8, Peter said, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walked about seeking whom he may devour And that may very well be you, if you're one of God's kids. Matter of fact, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Remember, there was a practical righteousness about Job. You folks remember Job? And God began Job, and where is the devil most likely today? According to what God said, this is the, this will tell you where he is right here. Revelation 12.10. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God, they and night. That's Christ. So most likely, your adversary is in the presence of Christ accusing you of not living the Christian life. Accusing you of not doing right. Accusing you of no character. Can you imagine the scene today? Here's the Lord. And Satan is throwing your character in the face of the Lord, saying, your kids have no character. And that's what this is about, folks. This is, this is what this is about. Why did He save you? What was the purpose of God's working in mankind? Simply to take you to heaven? No. The purpose of God's working in mankind is to make it possible for you to magnify and glorify Christ. So that God can take your character and throw it back in the face of Satan and say, Hey, have you considered my servant Tom? There's not a man on the earth like that man. That man feareth God, he escheweth evil. (laughs) Can you imagine? What what do. conversation today, wonder what, wonder what, when the devil comes and accuses you before God, I wonder what God says about you. I wonder if there's a practical righteousness and godliness and about your walk with God that so impresses the Son of God, he hurls your character in the face of Satan and says, sick him, make his life miserable, but you can't take him. Well, wow. I think, mean, come on, praise God. Folks, you're missing out. <laughs> Some of you folks are missing out. It's wonderful to walk with God, to talk to God, to fellowship with Christ, and have the Son of God talk back to you and hurl your character face of Satan our adversary. Don't you want the same thing, young young people? Come on. And so Peter said, Be sober, be vigilant. Ephesians 6:12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's not a minor thing, folks. You don't wrestle against someone who is powerless. And if you are wrestling against the devil, it's because the devil has real power. He is not to be ignored. He's not to be treated lightly. He's not the boogeyman. He's not something that goes bump under the bed at night. He's a real person. As real as anyone in his room is real, and he is powerful. And that's why Peter said, be sober in our text. That simply means to have a disciplined mind. It means to get your mind out of, to put your mind back in gear. (laughs) Be on the lookout for danger. Be sober, be vigilant. Be on the lookout for danger because you're in danger. You're in danger at the church. You're in danger as families. You're in danger as individuals. And you must not let your guard down until the day comes when the devil is chained in the bottomless pit. (laughs) Did y'all read any of that kind of stuff? Have you been in the book? It's right there. This is real. I'm not talking about some force, some feeling. I'm talking about a real person. As real as God is real. As anyone in this room is real. And we kind of go, you know, <laughs> yeah, isn't it a great day? <laughs> Walking along. No wonder we're in a mess down here. And so, with the time we just talk a little about our adversary, First Peter five eight, be sober, be vigilant. You've you got an adversary. We'll look at three things. Number one, the reality of the devil. <laughs> He's a real person. He really is. And then with the character of the devil, it gets worse. And then his aim. Do you know what the devil wants to do? He wants to swallow you up, leaving no trace you've been on planet Earth. That is his goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you got to get to know him. And so, Father, we thank you so much. Help me to be a blessing and encouragement. I want to be shake shake the church. I pray you might uh do something great today. May they see that we all have an adversary. Not only do we have the devil, we have the world and the flesh. And we even got it on, on uh, talked about that much, but let us look to something about our adversary and, and, and his desire to swallow us up, leaving no trace we've been here, and help us to uh, realize that he's a defeated foe, and the Christian can defeat the devil himself. And we'll be careful to thank you in Jesus' name. So, the reality of the devil, Peter presumes in a genuine belief in the existence of the devil. He's a real person, huh? he is as real as anyone in this room is real. And I'm sorry, he is powerful. <laughs> But he's not all-powerful. <laughs> That's good to know. He's not all-powerful. But uh, he uh, he treats him through a person. He treats him, Peter treats him as real as the saints he opposes or the God he defies. He's not a force. He's not a feeling. Uh, he's not a made-up creature. Uh, he is as real as God Almighty is as anyone in the room is today. I'm simply saying this. Anytime you do something for God... Soon as you make up your mind you 're going to walk with God, live for Christ, pursue the will of God, and glorify god you 've made yourself an enemy he 's against you he 's against your destruction, and he 's going to do everything he can to mess up your walk with God. keep you off your knees and keep you from the local church he don 't want you in the word of god he don 't want you on your knees, and he don 't want you in the ministry the local church and so Every time you do something for God, he's filled with rage. He's filled with anger. He loves sin. He loves wickedness. His will is that that God's people rebel against Christ. (laughs) And they're doing a good job. (laughs) Uh, We the people, we really are. (laughs) We rebel against the authority of Christ in our life. The Bible's for Jesus' sake, he says... Submit yourself to every ordinance of man for my sake. Let's do it. Huh? That means I'm going to have to change some things. Yeah. And get some character. Yeah. So they can herald your character in the face of Satan and say, just don't take his life. Just make it rough on him. But uh, don't you want that? Don't you want that kind of? This is proving ground. Folks, this is testing ground. God's fixing you up now so He can use you now in a greater way and in His world to come. That's all this is. It's not building a name or riches or a a great business for yourself. (laughs) Nothing wrong with name, riches, and this, that, and the other, and uh, providing it don't (laughs) rival the Lordship (laughs) in your life. The Lordship of Christ. He's. What if you do get all this outside the will of God? So you're not in the prophet column. When you meet the Lord, you're going to be over there in the lost column. You did what? That's no, that was not my will for your life. And so you got to get to know him. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ never took our adversary lately. Jesus never took the devil lightly. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired you that he may sift you as wheat. Did you know God does things to improve us? Satan does things to destroy us. Yeah, he doesn't, he don't want you to get to know God. He don't want you to be used mightily of God. He don't want you to magnify God with your life. No, he's totally, he, his goal is, is to leave no trace that you've ever been on the planet. And so did you know that Satan can bring circumstances, trials, and difficulties in your walk with God? That's right. He has the power to do that, and the only purpose for those circumstances, trials, and difficulties in your walk with God is not to improve you, but to destroy you. Did you know the devil can afflict your physical bodies as a Christian... The devil can afflict your physical bodies. You should know this. Do you remember the story of the Apostle Paul who spoke of his physical thorn in the flesh and called it the messenger of Satan? Did you know the devil has the power to kill? We can see that in the Old Testament. The devil had the power to control the elements and bring a great storm that caused the house to collapse and kill The family of Job. That's right. The devil had power to bring diseases now to Job's body so that this man was in pain. Whether he sat, stood, walked, or lay down, Job was in pain. The devil had power over wicked men's minds so that they might steal Job's possessions. All of those things that happened under Job were masterminded by the devil himself. What are you trying to say? I'm simply saying this. Uh, The devil, uh, uh, he has this kind of power over your physical bodies. He has this kind of power over your physical lives. The devil is a real person with real power. However, he's not omnipotent. He's not all-powerful. I talked to you about the things that he did to Job. Right? But he could not do one single thing until Christ gave him permission to do it. Ah, glory! Don't forget that. Make it a challenge. Eight inches of snow—that's not a challenge. Eight inches—that's not a challenge. Three foot of snow—not a challenge. Sixteen feet of (laughs) snow—now we're talking. Okay, sixteen feet. National Guard going to come in. Okay. That's uh, it. Isn't it great to be a Christian? Jesus is going to go through it with you. Hebrews 13, 5 says, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. Who, who lives in you? Does Christ live in you, yes or no? Chapter and verse. Galatians 2:20. I'm crucified with Christ. You see, see, I'm 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 ready, I'm prepared for the battle. I'm looking for something greater. I'm looking for a challenge. Because you should know this. I mean, I started out with zero at age 30, okay? 35 years old, learned to read and think at the same time? <laughs> You're right. But I just I, I thought that's what Christians do. I thought we love God. I thought we pursue the will of God. I, I thought we memorize Scripture. I thought we And see, that's why I say I'm so thankful. I didn't get what most of God's people got. They don't know Him. They know Christ like the Queen of England. They get up on Sunday. They think about Christ. They get saved. They think about Christ every once in a while and they have the idea God's going to be well pleased. That's not who He is. He is not well pleased. He is not well pleased. And more so, most of the time, our worship and praise is not even acceptable to him. But that's another whole thing in itself. I talked to you about the things he did to Job, but he could not wait one. He is limited in what he can do, rendered to the will of God. Satan is not omnipotent, only God is all powerful. First Corinthians 10 31. That's not the one I want. <laughs> I have dyslexia. I've asked God to take that away from me, but he saw fit. He says my grace is sufficient for you. I want to just humble you. God likes to make us small. <laughs> Isn't it great? I love to be small. <laughs> because he might lift me up, you see. First Corinthians ten thirty one. What are there for you eating? First Corinthians ten thirteen is what? This is a good one. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, Son, will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that Norman be able to bear it. You've got the same promise I've got. When you battle the world, the flesh, and the devil, Proverbs 25, 28, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down and without walls. The problem is you don't have no walls. Around your life, you have no barrier. You're an easy mark for the devil. Uh, you're, you you drift toward the world and worldly pleasures because you have no guardrail, no walls. And God says, "Go tell my people." And they want to break my legs. That's amazing. I don't I don't even think like that. <laughs> you know, break. My legs. Uh, that was in the church. Could, they didn't break your legs. <laughs> and so it, it's so Satan. I've talked about the things that he did to Job. We talked about that. that Satan does not know all things. That he is not. He is not omniscient. Uh, he does not know what you're thinking, <laughs> and that can be good. He does not know what you're thinking. He only, uh, only God knows your thoughts. And you know how I know that God cannot lie. But Ezekiel eleven five says, "I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them." See, that's a guardrail. That's a that's a wall. I just put another brick on my wall. You know, there hath no temptation taken you such as common man. That's a brick on the wall, and then you got another brick. Uh, and you just keep. So, how long have you been bricking? Up? How long have you been building this wall, so that you can take it to a greater level of service, that you can get to have your character thrown in the face of Satan, knowing that he can't lay a finger on you except God giving permission, so he can build character in his kids. I'm telling the young people, Hulk had nothing on Christ. Captain America, all these superheroes today, when you get to know God, they don't even come up. (laughs) Captain who? John Wayne who? They, They don't even compare. When you get to know I am. I am that I am. And so get to know God. Um, now Satan can suggest thoughts to you. Did you know that? Be ready. Satan can, just, can, can suggest thoughts to you just like I can suggest thoughts to you. He can do that. But he cannot read your mind. That is why the Bible talks about the importance of God's people keeping their mind fastened on Christ. Your mind fastened on Christ and His Word. Uh, Isaiah 26, 3. Thou will, another brick. Thou will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. And then Joshua 1, 8. Another brick. This, uh, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous against the devil, against your adversary. You want to be prosperous. You want to be successful. You want to come on the other side and say, make it a greater challenge. I'll, eight inches of snow, not going to do it. Three for the snow, 16. <laughs> but he going to send in the National Guard. Yay! isn't this great? Folks, he's not trying to take something away from you. He says, I'm trying to lead you to something that's wonderful. Deciding to walk with God is a path that is wonderful. It's a decision. Mark 8, 34, Jesus said, I don't know what he said. You need to go back and look it up. Whosoever will. Have you made a decision to walk with God by his side, as his friend, as his companion? that you might grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Titus 2.12, teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, God-like in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glory the of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. <sighs> that means you're going to have to learn to die. Yeah. Problem is, you have too many things that you cherish. Uh, you want to do what you want to do, and you don't want to do what you don't want to do. Then you're not a follower of Jesus Christ. It don't work that way. A follower of Christ, Luke fourteen thirty three. If any man come after me, let him. Uh, uh, if any man forsake not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. It's in Luke. Luke fourteen thirty three whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. You see, the gospel's a narrow road and there'll be a few that find it, and walking with God is a narrow road, and there'll be a few that do it yeah, because it's going to cost you everything john 1224 what did Jesus say. Verily, verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it by alone. But Jesus said, If you die, are you willing to do that? If you die, you'll bring forth much fruit. Die to what? The life you've made for yourself. Die to your dreams, your plans, your ambitions, your goals, your children, your family, your car, your house, your time, your money. Luke 14, 26. If any man come after me and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, brethren, sisters, yea, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. <laughs> you know, some of you folks are missing out. There is so much more to the Christian life. And he left you here so he could build character in you. And fix you up so he can use you now. Now let's get back to our adversary. Now that we'll you know, kind of see what he's doing, you got to have your guardrail up. And uh, the devil does not know what you're thinking. Isaiah 26.3 is a good one. Keep your mind stayed upon him. First uh, Peter 5.7, Casting all your care upon him, for he care for you. Uh, Ezekiel 11.5, I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. And then the devil does not know what you're thinking. He only knows what you say. He observes what you do. He must be informed. Since he does not know all things, the only thing he knows about you is by personal observation or overhears what you say or is informed by one of his demons. This is good. You should know this. Or you're going to be a spiritual casualty. That's right. He's going to jump out of the underbrush and he's going to devour you, leaving no trace you've been here. And he's devoured many of God's kids. Since he does not know all things, Satan is not omniscient. He only, only God knows your thoughts. Satan is not omnipresent. That is, he cannot be everywhere at once. He is a spirit, the Bible teaches, and he could move rapidly. But he is localized, most likely in the presence of God. God is omnipresent. Now, that means that God can be with us in this building this morning. Praise God. I don't know where He's at. And He can be with His people all over the face of the earth all at the same time. And Christ in me, right? Christ in you, right? Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I. Christ liveth in me. I don't know how He does it, but in the person of the Spirit of God, Christ lives out His life in and through me. And you have the same thing. And if he puts three foot of snow down, let Christ in the in person of the Spirit of God help you shovel up the three foot of snow. Mm-hmm, right? See? Oh, Philippians 4.13. Okay, you know Philippians 4.13. I can shovel up all snow. I can, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, literally, who through Christ who gives me the strength to pick up the snow. <laughs> I can do all things. Hey, you didn't get that one? I'm telling you, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm telling you, you got to have that one down. You know, yeah. And so God is, God is omnip- God can be with us in this building, people all on the planet at the same time. Devil cannot one place at a time. Most usually in the presence of God, the devil cannot be everywhere at once. Only God is omnipresent. Uh, they, did you know Satan does not grasp spiritual truth? We give him way too much credit. Uh, do you know uh, uh, he does not understand the basic character of the working of God? And out of all these years, he still doesn't. He still <laughs> he don't get it. Okay, <laughs> he doesn't get it. Do you know why Satan offered Jesus the kingdoms of the world? Why would he do that? Well, he actually thought he could deliver. Wrong, wrong. Uh, do you know why Satan devised and mind of Herod to kill all the babies in Bethlehem? Why did he do that? <laughs> he actually thought he could get by with it. Why else would you do it? He was wrong. Uh, Do you know why Satan is going to gather an army at the Battle of Armageddon? Why are you going to do that? You should know better. That's it. He don't know no better. He's spiritually impotent. Did you know that an unsaved man is just like the devil? I was in a church here recently, and the pastor said, preach the gospel. I perceive that 50% of my congregation is lost. I've actually been in some ways as much as 85% in the congregation are lost. 85 We're talking about fundamental independent Baptist churches. I'm not talking about these other things out there. I'm talking about churches like this church. And pastor in Wisconsin said 50%. He he, he perceived that 50% of his people were lost. Did you know that an unsaved man is just like the devil? He does not grasp, comprehend, or understand the spiritual truth. You're gonna to have to experience new birth. John 3.3, 3, Jesus says, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And you need to experience the new birth if you are going to grasp, comprehend, and understand spiritual truth. 1 Corinthians 2.14, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The Bible is simply saying this, you need to experience new birth in order to grasp, comprehend, and understand what I'm sharing with you folks today. Yeah. Maybe here today and you say, Preacher, I I don't grasp, comprehend, and understand spiritual truth and, and, and all, but I'd like I, I'd like to get that thing settled. Well, I would love to take time with you and show you from the Bible how you can have your sins forgiven, eternal life and a home in heaven when you die. There's no reason why you should leave today not knowing that heaven is your home. I would love to do that. And I'm gonna skip a few pages now. We're not, I'm gonna assume assume if not uh, all of you, or most of you, have already made a profession of faith in Christ. You saved, you're born again, saw yourself a sinner, needed a Savior, couldn't save yourself, and therefore you received God's gift of eternal life. John 1.12, But as many as received Him, to them he gave, gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. And that is, individually, you believed on Christ as the one who bore your sin, died in place, buried, whom God resurrected from the dead, and you now became a new creature. That's where it starts. No chastening going on. It's not like you. It's, it's most likely you're not one of His. Hebrews 12.6 says, For whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth. Yeah, he going to chasten His kids. Yeah, Hebrews 12.11 says, Now no chastening for the present seemed to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness. God's going to do what is needed to do to get your attention if you're one of God's kids. You would not let your kids play out in the middle of the street and a four-lane, you know, an Interstate uh, 75, you're just not going to let your kids go out there and run up and down in the middle of the highway. You're going to do what is needed to do to get their attention, to bring them back all into a place of safety. And God's going to do what is needed to do <laughs> to get your attention. And there's no chasing going on. You're not that good. That always goes great. And none of us that good. Matter of fact, we're in a world of mess down here. And it ought to be the norm for God to get our attention. And so, uh, okay, salvation or repentance, okay, we go through all that. Do you know a Christian filled with the Spirit of God? And that's the key. Don't quench, don't uh, grieve the Spirit of God. Well, you allow Him to live out His life in and through you, the, under the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and... Uh, So a person under the power of the Holy Spirit of God can defeat the devil as old as he is. Did you know that? He is a defeated foe. Uh, He was defeated at the cross. And as a Christian, you can defeat the devil as old as he is. We'll talk about that now. A Christian who is filled with the Spirit of God has greater insight into spiritual truth than the devil as old as he is. The devil does not grasp spiritual truth. He does not understand the Word of God. He does not understand the great principles of this book. He is spiritually impotent. The devil is a defeated, defeatable foe. James four three. What did he say? Say, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're doing, but you're going to have. If, if this to be true, we're in a spiritual battle. We're going to fight the devil, and, and, and you're going to be what God wants you to be. You got to spend quality time in this book. I uh, recently told some uh, a church. I said you need to turn your TV off. Pastor said, shame on you. You you'll you have no authority to tell my people to turn their TV off. Okay. Do what you want. That's fine. If you want to watch TV, <laughs> you don't got time for TV. <laughs> I'm telling you. If you can think on things that are true, honest, just pure, lovely, and what's I don't even watch the news. You're So shame on you. All they do is bicker. Do You know what blessed is a man that walketh not in the counts of the ungodly. Nor standeth the way of sinners, nor said things that are scornful. But his delight is in this book. And in this book does he meditate day and night. All they do you, you ever seen Fox News? They're do you want that do you want that character to rub off on you? Oh, I, don't, I don't I don't want I don't want that to be I don't want it to be a part of my character. You know what I'm saying? I went to this one house and they sat down there and watched that thing for hours. And then they're griping and complaining about the government and everything else in the world. I'm thinking, no wonder. That's all they're feeding, you know? All right. Watch what you want. So, James 4 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil. James 4 tells, right there, tell you, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, norm, He will flee from you. I'm telling you what, that's good to know. Okay, submit yourselves therefore to God. How do you do that? I don't know. I've never been taught. Okay, let's learn. Bring yourself under the authority of this book. The only way, there's not 25 ways, brother. The only way you can bring yourself under the authority of God is to bring yourself under the authority of this book. That's it, it's not complicated. Just bring yourself under the authority of this book. When God tells you to do something, do it. You know what would cure most of your problems? You got problems today? Most of God's people got problems. In their home, in their church, in their business, in their relationship. All sorts of problems. Do you know what would cure most of your problems? In your home, your church, your business, in your ministry today? Bring yourself under the authority of that book. Yeah. That means you're going to have to get in the book. And spend quality time in this book and feed the new nature that you have. If you let this book rule and dominate your mind, you'll begin to learn to think like God Himself. Isn't that great? You'll learn to think like God. Think as God thinks. Think God's thoughts. You'll be transformed. Romans 12, 1 and 2. You'll be changed to what God wants you to be. But there's gotta be a plan B, Brother Stephen. There's gotta be a plan B. No. There is no plan B. So submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Bring yourself under the authority of this book. Resist the devil. How do you resist the devil? You don't resist the devil by engaging in temptation. God's people resist the devil by being obedient to God's Word. Okay, now we got a problem. Okay, can you see the problem? Okay, something comes on TV, not fit the watch. Now what you could do is say, you know, I'm a big boy. I watch nudity, profanity on TV, and it doesn't affect me, see? I'm spiritual, it doesn't affect me, so it must be okay. Now you can go down that road, and it's a road to destruction, but you can go down that road if you want to. But the spiritual man would never do that. A carnal Christian would pursue that sort of line of of walk with God, you know, a carnal Christian, you know, I'm a big boy, I can handle it. Or you can say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to obey God, and I'm going to obey God's Word. Psalm 101, verse 3 says, I'll set no wicked thing before mine eyes. God says, if you obey me, that's resistance, the devil going to flee from you. And if you think it's done some other way, you've already been deceived. Because people have been deceived. They've been lied to. And God tells us how we can defeat the devil as old as he is, Keep your guard up, because he's coming back. As soon as he leaves, he's coming back, and so you got to be ready for the devil. So, um, so example, you sat down, turned on TV, talked about that, Psalm 101, verse 3. That's a good verse to put on your TV set when you go home tonight. And there'll be few that do it. Psalm 101, verse 3, just stick that little three-by-five card right there on the TV set. Okay. Satan, though he's strong, though he's real, though he's ferocious... No, He's all that. He's not omnipotent. He's not omniscient. He's not omnipresent. He does not grasp spiritual truth. And the child of God, in the power and in the, and, and the fullness, the Holy Spirit of God can defeat the devil, as old as he is. So then, the reality of the devil, the character of the devil. First Peter five eight: Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. When uh, when you read this text, there's three things that Peter uh, calls the devil. He refers to him by three names or titles, and these names or titles indicate, indicate the character of your, our adversary. He is called the devil. The word devil here simply means one who opposes, who accuses, excuse me, one who accuses. Uh, If the devil could uh, have his way in your life, he would discredit you. We go back to what I was saying in the beginning. He will discredit you. He will accuse you before God. And that is his ministry today, constantly in the presence of God, accusing you of not walking with God. Now, if that be true, and it is... Revelation 12.10, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, then let's not do those things he can pick up and hurl in face of Christ and thus accuse us of not uh, living the Christian life, living for God and doing right. You know, I just want to say we should have mastered, uh, you should have mastered the complaining by now, if you got any years on you at all. We should have mastered complaining That should not be a character. That should not be. It's inconsistent for you to call. Can you get it? It's inconsistent for you to call yourself. I am one of God's kids and live a complaining life. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. That's not a characteristic of God. We're to be God like be more and more like Christ complain less. But some folks haven't even made a decision to stop. You don't wake up one morning and find out that you stop complaining. you got to make a decision. By the grace of God, I want to know what it is not to complain. Right? James 4.3 says, well, James 4.2, you have not because you ask not. Matthew 7.7, 7, ask, um, and it shall be given you. Seeking you shall find knock, and it shall bow, uh, open unto you. Uh, but ask. He didn't say it shall be given you. He said you've got to ask. And so you're going to have to ask and ask and Ask. You didn't ride the bicycle the first time you got on it, right? Right? You ride and you fall, you ride and you fall. But after a while, you complain less. Complain less. I'm in churches now, I say, don't be faithful to church. Don't be faithful to prayer. Don't be faithful to reading the Bible. Don't be faithful to nothing. (laughs) And the preachers get, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, okay. Don't be faithful to complaining, you know? It's all the same. Stop it. Just, it's a decision. You got to decide. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in church. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Devil don't want you in church. He gonna do everything he can to keep you in church. I thank God you folks had to come here this morning. He don't want you in Sunday school. He knows you get in Sunday school, you're gonna learn to think right, and you're gonna learn to think like God, and you gonna be, and you'll get some character, and, and you'll be able to, uh, to fight the devil and, and temptation, and, and, and be what God wants you to be. He don't want you in church. He don't want you in the book. He, he don't want you to move forward in your spiritual growth. He wants you to stay like you are. You know, it takes you know it takes decades. We're not ready for you yet. I went to a 14-year-old boy. I said, son, how old are you? He said, I'm 14. I said, What did you do last night? He said, I got saved. And he and I said, You received the Lord as your savior. Yeah. I said, Did you learn anything last night? He said, Yeah. I said, are you ready for me? He said, yeah. I said, do you want to learn more? He said, yeah. And I went over to the pastor and I says, why didn't you get what he got? I said, 56 years old. And you not ready for me yet? Something not right. I'm telling you, something's not right. 14-year-old, he got it just like that. 56 plus years in the ministry. Huh? I'm not ready. We're not ready for you yet. Am I here? According to that book, you're ready for me. That's right. Remember, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as come to man, but God is faithful, will not suffer you to to be tempted above that you are able, but will with this. See, this is not uncommon. And so you can't blame the Lord. And so, anyway, your adversary, the devil, he gonna do everything he can to mess you up. We, it's time to pretty much wrap up, wrap, wrap up here in it, yep. And so, anyway, oh yeah, anyway, well, he's accuser, president of God, Ephesians four twenty seven. Need to give place to the devil. <laughs> when are we gonna do that one? In other words, he says, don't be let there be a spot in your life where the devil can launch attacks against you. It's the ungodly music that you're listening to. The ungodly pornography and alcohol. You don't, don't allow a spot in your life whereby the devil can now launch these tanks against you. Don't do that. Just stop it. But he gave you the ability to stop that the day he saved you at five years old. I did not know that. Okay. But it's in the book. It's in this book right here. This book will teach you how to do that. But how much time do you spend in this book feeding the new nature that you have? So what you need to do is repent. Change your mind. Change your mind about your sin. Change your way of living. Now change your lifestyle. Repentance is a change of mind leading to a change in direction in your walk with God. (laughs) You should be doing this Regularly, just, it's just, it's, it's just normal as normal, has fallen off a log. So, okay, give place to the devil. Simply means you need to be godly, not ungodly, and need to be pure, not impure. Uh, what a compliment God paid to Job before Satan. Job eight. Job said, Have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, talking about the practical righteousness of Job and saying that there's not a person on the planet like that? I wonder when God comes, uh, when Satan comes and accuses you before God. I wonder what he says about you. Is there a practical righteousness and godliness about your walk with God that so impresses the Lord that he now chooses you out of all the people on the planet to hurl your character in the face of the vile accusations of Satan? This is proving ground. This is testing ground. He's trying to fix us up. Not only in this battle here, but the world to come. And so, Peter first calls him the devil, second he calls him your adversary is opposed to all you do for God. That's where the opposed adversary is opposed. And if, uh, hopefully I'll get to this, this, continue tonight because I only have, I'm only halfway through, uh, who he is. <laughs> He's your adversary. He's opposed. He's going to oppose every, every step you make for God. It's, Jesus was opposed by the devil every step of the way. And we, the people of God, are not going to be exempt. Expect it. It's going to come persecution. Praise God. Negative circumstances. Temptation to sin. Not a Christian marriage had ever existed without opposition. Not a Christian child was ever raised with opposition. Not a church was ever built with opposition. Hmm. So your adversary. Was it a help to you? Did it scare you away? You make some decisions, huh? You want to get to know God better? I ain't even talked about the armor of God. He's so much, I ain't even, I got, I, I ain't even got started. So what have you been doing the last 25 years? Okay, you can't go back and change the past, okay? What you need to do is get that right with God. Say, God, I've not been reading my Bible. I don't attend church regularly. I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm not that. He knows. He already knows. You get that right, God. He forgives you and forgive yourself and go on. (laughs) What? Another 10 years. We got 10 years. What are we going to do now? Yeah, I see clean slate all over. Now we get to go forward. And that's my desire that. That you might go forward.